Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello, hello, and welcome to the dueling club. I'm Jen. And I'm Al. And now you can click. No, I don't want to click now. <laughs> so, uh, for for noise reduction purposes, I told him not to click anything on his computer, and now he's offended. <laughs> How are you doing, other than offended? Fine. He says offendedly. True. And now you can click. Well, that was uncalled for. You know, I act my age. But do you really, though? I plead the fifth. <laughs> oh, goodness. So what's been going on with you? Other than you getting a shipment from GameStop soon. <laughs> sometime today before 8 p.m. You read the pop-ups on my screen. I do. Um, that's about it. <laughs> my life, uneventful. I, unfortunately, am not magical. He, magical. He's just saying that because of the statute of secrecy, but whatever. Modestly magical. So, just enough. guess what's going on in my world? What's going on in your world? So, today we're recording it Saturday. Tomorrow, the boyfriend and I are going away on a mini vacation. Yay! We're going to upstate New York and one of the lakes up that way. And we're just going to chill. We're going to relax and, and enjoy not having to work for the week. I used to like the idea of not having to work. Now it stresses me out. Because <laughs> you realize that when you come back, you're going to have a crap ton of work waiting for you? Yeah. Yeah, it's never fun. It's uh, depression material, if I'm going to be real with you right now. It, it's uh, espresso depresso? Yes. That's you? Yeah. I understand. What did you do? I just moved your headphones. Well, stop moving things. You stop leaving things everywhere. No, my area, I do what I want. Well, then I'm not going to stop touching things. So there. Oh. You're dead to me. So, no, stop it. So, guess what? Our friend, uh, Marianne, she ended up getting her nails done recently. And I'll show you the picture in a second I once I, I find it. my phone. They're Harry Potter nails. Yes. Her her esthetician, her nail person, mm-hmm. Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Thanks for following us. She's in the group as well. Oh. Hi, Hi Rachel. Rachel. I'm sorry I sound dead inside. <laughs> he, he's just tired. True. And a little dead inside. It's fine. Um... But yeah, she did a really great job. So if you guys are are in Reno ever, Rachel does really great nails. That was some free advertisement for Rachel. You're so sweet. Well, she does a good job. And Marianne really likes her. So in, in my book, that means she's cool people. True. Yeah. Anything else going on? Not particularly. Did you see that there's a new um, a new mobile game that's Harry Potter related coming out? I don't like Harry Potter mobile games. So don't do it for me. 
I do the puzzle one, but I kind of stopped because I was like, yeah, there's there's a campaign and there's a this and a that, and I don't know if I want to do all that. But I go to it every once in a while and play for a little bit. I refuse to spend money on it, though, because, you know, it's one of those where you can buy extra coins or extra energy for a certain amount of money. I don't do that. I just want to have a game that I can play and enjoy. Yeah. That's completely fair. But that's about all that's going on in the Harry Potter world right now. Yeah, the game got delayed again for like the billionth time. I'm getting real tired of having to wait for it. We don't have a choice. No, we don't, but I mean at least kind of stick to your timelines so that we have something to look forward to it's kind of annoying when they don't well the thing is is that so random bit of information in terms of the gaming industry is uh, once a studio gives a timeline um, like publishers will hold them to it and then even if the 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 studio who's making the game is like, hey, like we need to push it back a couple of months. The publisher holds up the contract. Yeah. This is the timeline you gave us. You, you have to abide by it. And so there's like a back and forth, and it ends up costing the studio money and stuff. Well, then. So it's they're trying to do the right thing, but mm-hmm. the right thing is. Irritating. Sc- is screwing them and us. Yes. That's irritating. Yeah, it is. But they want to get something good for us, and I don't think that's a bad thing. It's just annoying. I don't either, but like you said, it's annoying. I just I want to be able to play the game already. You know, I we went through the trouble of, of getting that PS5, and now I can't enjoy it yet. You said we. I did say we. I'm the one who still had to drive and go pick it up. Oh, the effort. And I paid for it. Oh, how awful that you had to pay for the thing that you wanted. I know, right? I wish I could get it for free. Oh, no. Um, Anywho. Anywho. So, oh, I did want to say, I've joined more Facebook groups for random stuff, especially, like, crochet things, and I want to make some Harry Potter stuff so bad. I think I might do some of that this week while I don't have to work. Make it so number two. And then I'll post pictures. Yay! I approve. Yeah. You know, this is a very chill episode. It really is, and I'm appreciating the chill energy. Yeah. The, this this is what you need to start your Monday. Have some coffee and just listen to us be very low energy and relaxed. If you're working from home, make your coffee before you turn on the computer. Don't do what I do and then get wrapped up in your work. And then an hour later, you're like, why am I dragging so bad? Oh, it's because I haven't had my coffee yet. Don't do it to yourself. What I like to do is sit down Mm -hmm. with like a bottle of water and just give myself five minutes. Close my eyes and just give myself five minutes. Because it's like preparing myself for the mind-numbing, soul-crushing experience that is working. I'm not even going to touch that. So what (laughs) I end up doing is um, if I wake up with enough time, because, you know, sometimes that's not a thing. 
Yeah. If I wake up with enough time, I, you know, get dressed, actually put on something other than pajamas, and Tell make myself like. a quick breakfast. And it's usually just like scrambled eggs with some cheese on it. And coffee. If I was smart enough and had enough time, I would have created my cold brew, set up my cold brew so that I can have that in the morning and just add some little bit of creamer, little frothed up, make it a little bit of a latte. Just giving it some uh, some zhuzh. Some zhuzh to my day. Yeah, I like it. Um, or if I'm in the mood for hot coffee, Keurig. Mm. But I have all of that ready, and I get my water bottle filled. It's an it's an eighty two ounce water bottle. Fill that up, then slowly get ready. Oh, and feed and water the cats. Yes, because they're plants. Yes, um, and then get ready for the day. Mm. That sounds right. If I don't have time, then that's when I end up waiting an hour for my coffee. Have you seen? The Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. No, I have not. What? No, I haven't. I'll watch it later. We'll Can watch we it later. It no, we'll watch it later. Can we do it now? We'll watch it later. Why aren't we? Because it's not Harry it Potter related. That's okay. We do everything on this podcast. We do, but I'd rather continue with this. And Can then we'll we get... do it now? Fine. Okay. okay, okay. I get it quick. Get it quick. Get it quick. You better get it really quick because uh, this is not Harry Potter related and we're supposed to go back to Harry Potter. And why are you typing so loud? It's my keyboard, dude. Okay. 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 Um, I'll have the volume, but you should do like a thing. We'll figure out how to make it so that like, we don't get screwed. We, well, I don't think the audio for the trailer is going to get us copyrighted. How about... I just pause it and then we react to it. Well, we have to react to it. Like uh, we'll react to it as soon as it's done. Uh, but people are gonna want to hear some of it. We'll fi- just record all of it and then we'll figure it out. Okay. Is that fair? Okay. Okay. Let's go. Starting from zero. They look so cute together. That's right, folks. Spider-Man is in fact Peter Parker. Listen, I did not kill Mysterio. The drones did. The drones that are yours. Does any part of you feel relieved about all this? Relieved. Now that everybody knows you don't really have to hide or lie to people. For the record, I never wanted to lie. Then how do you tell someone they were Spider-Man? You just did. This isn't about me. This is hurting a lot of people. I've just been thinking about how to fix all of this. So, Peter, so why do I owe the pleasure? I'm sorry, Bonnie. You should. Please, save time for you. Oh! I think we're beyond you. I've been in a cover badge. <laughs> when Mysterio revealed my identity, my entire life got screwed up. Mysterio's a jerk. Maybe you True. Make it so that he never did. 
Don't cast that spell. It's too dangerous. Fine. I won't. Liar. <laughs> the entire world is about to forget the Peter Parker Spider-Man. Wait, everyone? Okay, some people still know. That's not how the spell works. No. So MJ's gonna forget about everything they've ever been through? Stop tampering with the spell. Oh my god, Ned, he's my best friend. My aunt Mason, will you go off and talk to you? That's you get for being a jerk and annoying. Oh, Christmas! Stability of space-time. Multiverse is a concept about which we know frighteningly little. The problem is you trying to live two different lives. The longer you do it, the more dangerous it becomes. you wish for a partner. Oh no! Who the is? <gasps> it's Alfred Molina as Doc Ock. Again? Yes. Yes. Oh, December 17th can't come fast enough. Dude. Listen, I watched it. I don't think you noticed. But I have a theory. Of what the plot of this movie is. It's not that they're going to bring... Stop messing with time. True. It's not that they're going to bring the other Spider-Men into the universe at the very beginning, at the very least. It might be like a thing at the end. What it is, is Tom Holland's Peter Parker is taking the place of the other Peter Parker. Of Tobey Maguire's yeah. Peter Parker? Because look at this real quick. No, that makes I'm, sense. I'm not doing audio. I'm just going to show you this scene really quick. But it's at the very beginning... When he's running through the police station, I think it's like around here somewhere. But he's running like through the police station. He has the Venom suit from Spider-Man Three, the black and gray suit. Mm. And then when he's on the bridge, um, right here, look at it. That is not the stealth suit. No. That is the Venom suit. Okay. Okay. And then when right before Molina's shown, right here, how he's wearing this suit. Yeah. That suit is when he's with MJ in Spider-Man Two. I'll I find wonder if the they're scene. gonna. No, no, no. I know which. I know which one you're talking about. But now I'm thinking. I wonder if they're gonna bring other actors or actresses back. Like, could you imagine if Kirsten Dunst is randomly in here? She's gonna have to be. As MJ? This suit. But, yes, but Zendaya's MJ. Yeah. Okay, anyway. So, that's I'm my I'm really theory. looking forward to that. It looks so good. Yes, but now we've spent 15 minutes on not and, Harry Potter. And I suggest everyone watch this trailer now. And it's on YouTube. It's available for public consumption. So, we do not own rights to any of it. I'm just saying that right now. Yes, we just did a react. That's it. Yes. Hopefully that covers us. What a what a thing. <laughs> yes. So we did that. Um, so Harry Potter now. Harry Potter let's now. Go, let's go that way. Me thinks. Yeah. So what? Recap real quick. Uh, Harry is taken to the Order of the Headquarters of the Order of the Phoenix. Yes. This is season five. Yes. Episode 
five yeah. um, of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, and the name of the chapter is The Order of the Phoenix. And the recap is, he's taken to to London yeah. via yeah. broom. Uh, yeah. And he, he just... They're in a place. A they're in a place. they're in a secret place. Yeah. And and they're screaming portraits. Yeah. And here we are. Sirius Black explains to a bewildered Harry that the portrait is his mother, the late Mrs. Black. Number twelve Grimmauld Place, the Black's ancestral home, was inherited by Sirius while he was in Azkaban as the last remaining member of the Black family. Yeah, he actually mentions, I think it's in the next chapter, that she died 10 years ago. Yeah. From where they are, 10 years from then. Okay. Um, and there's no other black family members available. Yeah. Because his brother... Uh, we find out in the next chapter, but yes. He has a brother, brother gone. Yes. Okay. I don't think we find out about what happened to his dad, but... No, it doesn't say what happened to his dad. But, but dad also gone. Yeah. Okay. So he adds gloomily that providing the house as the headquarters for the Order of the Phoenix is one of the few useful contributions he has been able to make. Yeah. That's expanded on very shortly. Yes. Because, you know, Snape likes to mess with him about it. Yeah. So shepherded into the kitchen by Mrs. Weasley, Harry finds other Order, uh, order members, including Bill Weasley and Mr. Weasley, studying numerous parchment scrolls. Of rolls. Them both work actually. Yeah. At the kitchen table with their heads together. Bill quickly gathers everything up after Harry enters at Mrs. Weasley's uh, insistence. Well, it's not necessarily right after Harry enters. Um, Tonks accidentally knocks over like a candle. Yes. And it burns the yes. parchment, and Mrs. Weasley is able to stop it and fix the parchment, but Harry notices that it looks like blueprints, and she gets mad. Mrs. Weasley gets mad and is like, all of this needs to be cleaned up right after this the meetings sort of are thing over. This ought to be cleared away promptly at the end of meetings. She snapped before sweeping off toward an ancient dresser from which she started unloading diner, uh, diner, dinner plates. Bill took out his wand, muttered Evanesco, and the scrolls vanished. So another spell. I think this is the first time we have yes. Evanesco. But we see it again. We see it later on. A few times. Yes. But this is a... Um, Evanesco. I think it's is it is it it's not a vanishing charm. I think it's I think it's the vanishing charm. But it basically sends it to somewhere that you've yes, predetermined. It's the vanishing yeah. spell yeah. is a transfiguration spell used to vanish both animate and inanimate objects into non being. Yeah. Which is an interesting concept, non-being in in Harry Potter, which we will probably talk about in the later episode. Yes. I think you've mentioned it already. They burst into a cloud of dark smoke. Yeah. Which will dissipate shortly after. So basically, sending something into non-being, you can re-summon it. Like, the scrolls aren't just gone. They're just temporarily... Displaced. They're floating in like the nexus, basically. Yes. They're like. They're just chilling. Yeah. It's, a, it's an interesting spell. Anyway, Mundungus, um, disguised as a pile of old rags, uh, awakens at Sirius' signal, apologizing Terry for disappearing <laughs> from Privet Drive. So, wait a second. He wakes up and is like, I agree with Sirius. 
And Sirius <laughs> is like, the meeting's over, bro. Yeah. He's like, oh. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. So he just explains that, like, oh, the business deal was too good to pass up and I had to go. And Mrs. Weasley is not happy mm-hmm. to have Mundungus there, especially since he disappeared. And he, and he's an avid smoker. And right? Yes. And he's an avid smoker. And she's trying to get dinner. She literally, like, dinner together. Mm-hmm. She literally says... You need to stop that, especially if we're about to eat. Mm. And if nobody helps me, it'll be midnight before we start eating. I bring that up, actually. Okay. Yes. It's all, I think... I, I got ahead of myself. I'm sorry. I may have actually deleted that line by accident. Well, then it's but a good thing I said But basically... No, actually, look. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. Okay. So Tonks tries to help, and Mrs. And she's Weasley, like, no. Yeah, she, like, knocks things over in her haste to try to help, and Mrs. Weasley's just like, you know what? Just kidding. I can... Can handle this. I can do this. Yeah, but Mr. Weasley is overseeing the mm. chopping of vegetables. Yes, with knives held up in. I did out of actually. Nowhere. Mrs. Weasley denying Tonks's clumsy attempt to help with dinner finishes cooking. Yes. Meanwhile, Sirius admits that he envies Harry's battle for his soul, as he hasn't been able to leave headquarters, as he's still on the run from the Ministry, and surely Voldemort is already aware that he's an animagus because of Wormtail's information. Yeah, he literally is like. Um, seems like you've had an eventful summer. And he's like, what do you mean? I've been stuck at Private Drive. I would kill to have gone up against Dementors. Yeah. He, again, he goes a battle yeah. for his soul. Like, that's why I use that in yeah. because it's, he, let me see. And that's when he says, you know, and Snape never lets me live it down that Dumbledore wants me to stay here. He basically says, all I'm good for is cleaning <laughs> while he's out there putting his life at risk. Yeah. And it's like, well, what do you want him to do? He's technically still a wanted man. He's not going to randomly go out and be like, "Hey, yoo-hoo, over here." Yeah, personally, I'd have welcomed, I'd have welcomed a Dementor attack. A deadly struggle for my soul would have broken the monotony nicely. You think you'd had it bad? At least you've been able to get out and about, stretch your legs, get into a few fights. I've been stuck inside for a month. I mean, it's got to be hard for him. Remember, he was in Azkaban with the Dementors, and they basically had him locked up. Well, he went from one and prison then, to another. Yes, and then, but he was able to escape for a while yeah. and roam around yeah. and travel around. But he was still technically imprisoned, in a way, because he couldn't just be himself out in public without somebody being like, Oh my gosh, it's serious well, Black! So the thing is, is that... He can transfigure himself to look like someone else. So he can, in fact, go and go out shopping, go to a restaurant, go and do whatever. But those options are completely stripped away from him now because if there's any sign whatsoever of him strolling the streets of London, it's kind of over for him. Yeah. Because that's when the ministry is going to turn their attention to London and now he really can't get out for anything. And we find out that... We find out in a, in a little bit why that would be really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get there in a second. Yes. Um, so Fred and George attempt to magically serve the meal, sending a, a chopping board, a knife, a pitcher of butterbeer, and a pot of stew careening through the air and onto the table. The, the stew barely stays on the table's edge, half the butterbeer be- is spilled, and the knife barely misses Sirius's hand, well, where his hand had just been. Yeah. Um... 
Mrs. Weasley scolds them. Just because they're now old enough to uh, to be allowed to do magic does not mean that they have to. Yeah. Which is a very fair point, but also, sorry, not sorry. If I could use magic, I'd do it for everything. Well, remember, they couldn't because they were underage. Yeah. Now that they're 17, they're of age. They're trying... They're basically doing all the stuff they weren't allowed to do before. My concern is... What if magic just slips out of one of the underage people who's We've there? We've talked what about ha- this, what, what would happen? No, because they're, they're in a secret residence. A secret-kept yeah. residence. What happens? Because the trace would still take precedence. It would still happen. Maybe not. They'd be because... aware that within this area, an underage witch or wizard cast a spell, and then they would run it through addresses and try and figure out who it was. Yeah. And now we have un- unregistered magic taking place by an underage witch or wizard. But they can't determine who it is. No, no, no. They don't no. know what magical beings what I'm are saying, around there. So what I'm saying is let's say someone on the street shoots into the air. Now there's a, a perimeter around that area that someone has fired a gun. So the police are paying attention to that area. Yeah. That's the issue. Yeah, but... You know what? I would be more concerned if they were younger, mm-hmm. but because all of them are 14 and older, mm-hmm. I think that they can control it a little bit better. Oh, no, for sure. They're, they're not, they're not, it's not going to happen most likely, but it's always a concern. So I, I'm, I always like had that thought, like it's kind of weird. Yeah, but again, I would, I would explain it as they're all 14 or older, mm-hmm. the, the young people. Yes. So they are not going to do something randomly. Randomly, yeah. I would be concerned if, like, Ginny, since she's the youngest one, mm-hmm. if she was like seven and hadn't been to Hogwarts at all mm-hmm. and hadn't learned anything, then I would be afraid of of her accidentally doing magic in a secret location. Mm-hmm. But she's she's double that. Yeah. And she's had some training, so I'm sure she's figured out how to control it. At least for the most part. Yes. So, during dinner, Harry catches conversation snippets around the room. I forgot to mute. Sorry. Where's the mouse? Done. Okay. Um, uh, Tonk's taking requests for different shaped noses. And this is where the movie does the whole heart turning her face into yes. the pig snout. Mm-hmm. Where we get more than just her hair changing color and frustration. I don't know. I think the movies did Tonks dirty. A little bit. Anyway, let's continue. Uh, Bill discussing the goblin stance on Lord Voldemort and how um, how it was affected by their dealings with Ludo Bagman. Uh, so, yeah, the goblins just aren't on good terms with humans because, like... Or r- wizards in this Wizards, instance, rather. Yeah. Um, because, like... They feel that the ministry is somehow involved in covering up the fact that Ludo Bagman never paid them. Yeah. Which then create which then um, fosters animosity. that yeah that whole thing where it's like you're sub you're not human so you're not mm-hmm. important you're second class citizen. Yeah, and that's what what Bill says. He's like, you never know. The goblins may just want to stay out of it. But it depends on what Voldemort offers them, mm-hmm. because if he offers them things that we have been denying them like for the centuries, to carry a wand. yes, 
then they might think about going to the dark side. Uh-huh. Um, and also the thief Mundungus Fletcher's comical business dealings. And this is where <sighs> we see um, Mrs. Weasley's like full disdain for him. Well, you can't you can't blame her for that. No, she's, he's, he's literally a telling them he's a criminal a story of his crimi- criminal activities. And Ron is laughing like it's the funniest thing. Ron, Fred, and George. Yeah. So it's like, and then Chuck Mnungus, tears running down his face. And then, if you'll believe it, he says to me, he says, uh, Erm, Dung, where'd you get all them toads from? Toes, essentially. Uh, we'll, um, we'll, what next? So you'll be wanting some more then. And if you'll believe me, lads, the normless gargoyle buys all his own toes back offer me for twice what I paid for them in the first place. Yeah. So he literally just admitted to buying stolen toes? I think it's toads. Like ribbit toads. Well, maybe. Toads, toes, I don't know. Either way, he bought stolen goods and then sold them for double what he bought them for. So although a shrewd business deal highly illegal well what it sounds like is that he bought them from the guy before and then resold them to the same guy for double the price that he paid it's not necessarily illegal it's just douchey yeah and then you know mrs weasley is like i don't think we need to hear any more of your business dealings thank you very much Mundungus. She says, says it sharply. Ron slumps forward on the table, howling with laughter. Yes. So, following dinner, Sirius suggests Harry might have some questions about the Order and Voldemort. Mrs. Weasley, feeling he is too young, disagrees over how much Harry should know. So, this is where um, it's this is where it gets heated, and you kind of see the concern for Harry. And, and his particular position because he's not a wizard who is of age he is not as trained as someone who would be two to three years older than him two years at this point yeah um, but what he lacks in that area he's made up in practical experience I agree fighting Voldemort like yeah. it's kind of a thing it's kind of what he does mm-hmm. or no yeah. So, um, this is the dialogue. Yeah, it's, um... Uh, I did, said Harry indignantly. Uh, I asked Ron and Hermione, but they said we're not allowed in the order, so... And they're quite right, said Mrs. Weasley. You're too young. She was sitting bolt upright in her chair, her, fi- her fists clenched upon its arms... Every trace of drowsiness gone. Oh, wow. She is super defensive right now. Since when did someone have to be in the Order of the Phoenix to ask questions? Asked Sirius. Harry's been trapped in that muggle house for a month. He's got the right to know what's been happening. Hang on, interrupted George loudly. How come Harry gets his questions answered? Said Fred angrily. We've been trying to get stuff out of you for a month, and you haven't told us a single stinking thing, said George. You're too young. You're not in the order, said Fred in a high-pitched voice that sounded uncannily like their mother's. Harry's not even of age. So this basically just comes down to 
serious deflecting and saying that's on that's on his parents, mm-hmm. which is completely fair. And that Harry, on the other hand, he feels like he should have say over what Harry should be allowed to know because technically he is Harry's guardian in the wizarding world at the very least because he is his godfather. Um, And Mrs. Weasley basically boils it down to the fact that he's a child and he's not James. So that's... So... Sirius is like, look, we got to tell him something. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Weasley's like, Dumbledore said he, we're not supposed to tell him more than he needs to know. And he's like, I don't intend to, but he's the one who saw Voldemort return. So we got to, he has more right than most. And Mrs. Weasley's cling, clinging to the, he's not an or a member of the Order of the Phoenix. He's only 15. And Sirius says exactly what we were mentioning and he's dealt with as much as most in the order and more than some. Mm-hmm. And Th- this is actually a really good back and forth because they both very clearly care about Harry, mm-hmm. but it's she cares more about his innocence and keeping him safe, whereas Sirius cares more about Harry being able to be up to date, know what's going on, and being able and to defend himself, protecting himself exactly. Yeah. So they're both doing what they think. I've always found this scene mm-hmm. super telling about the way that both of them think. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Weasley thinks like a tons, mother. Thinks like a mother. You're 100% right. She's got, what is it, six kids? Christ. Um, yeah, no, Bill, seven. Bill, Charlie, Percy, Fred, the way I do it George, is two older, Ron. Two older, Percy, twins, Ron, seven. six, and then Ginny. Seven. Ginny and the six brothers. That's yep. what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I actually named them all out. I, I just did them in pairs. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. It's two older, and then the, the odd one out, which is Percy, and mm-hmm. then the, the, twins, the twins, and then Ron. Ron, the odd one out, and then Ginny. Yeah. Who is also the odd one out because she's the only girl. Yep. Okay. Um, but she's thinking like a mom. She's like, I want to protect him and keep him safe mm-hmm. as long as I can. So if we tell him too much information, he's no longer safe. Who? So my question to you is, who do you side with? Well. If, if you were in, let's say. Um, if he was younger. Yeah. I would side with Molly. He is 15, though. He's already lost his parents. He's already had to fight a Dementor He's seen attack. someone murdered in front of his face. Yeah. He's already fought Voldemort a couple times. He's dueled Voldemort. Yeah. At that point... Which no one else has survived, by yes, the way. Yes. At that point, I would say he needs to know enough to be prepared so he can try to defend himself at least like you can't really block you can't block the the killing curse you can't we know that mm-hmm. but he can learn other things to defend himself yes the same way he'd learn to be able to be in the triwizard tournament arm him with enough knowledge so that he can decide what's best for himself He's only two years off from being of age. You can't hide things from him anymore. That's my stance. So my stance is similar, but it's the fact that 
no matter what, no matter his age, even if he's 11, the truth gives him the ability to prepare himself, like you said, in whatever way. So let me let me let me frame it to you this way. Let's say you have a child who is 11 years old and someone is out to kill them. Yes, right? but you and I you, get what you're going with. You can arm your child with the information in a way that they can digest. That's There what I want. is someone like let's say there, there's a stranger who's out to get you. So if something seems weird, come find me. Yes. I can ha- I I will Come find you. me or, or these people that we've marked as safe. Exactly. So I think and this is something that Dumbledore has done as well. And it's not a spoiler because he even Dumbledore says uh, at the end of I don't remember if it's book one I think it's in book one where he's like I will tell you the truth until I can no longer tell you the truth basically oh yeah that, he, but that I will not one. lie to you yeah yeah but and Dumbledore also tries to <sighs> it's like protecting inst- his Dumbledore innocence Dumbledore also it's, tries to instill in him that. You need to know who you can trust. Mm -hmm. We saw that in um, Goblet of Fire at the end where he's transported back to the the field, the maze. Mm -hmm. Where he's like, no, Harry, I don't want you to go with anyone. You stay here. Mm -hmm. And of course, fake Moody Mm -hmm. takes him away. But Voldemort even then knew, I don't know what's going on. I want you to stay here because if you're here and you're with me, I know you're safe. Yep. So that that's my issue is that it, it is a hard pill for, I'm assuming, because ne- I haven't gone through it, so I don't know personally. I'm assuming it's a hard pill to swallow for a child that someone is just out to get them. But I think arming them with some kind of information so that they can protect themselves to some degree is much better than trying to protect them from the cruelty of the world or cruelty of the person who's after them. I feel like you need to know this information. Well, so we can always equate it back to experiences we've had in our own lives. Mm-hmm. We have... We're, we're, we're Latino. We're brown. We're not white. Yes. Isn't it better to have the conversation or have had the conversation with one of your siblings or your parents about prejudice and racism in a digestible manner as a younger person than to have them act like it doesn't exist? Yeah, and then they are confronted with it and don't know how to handle it. Yeah. If you have the conversation in an age-appropriate manner... Your, your kid can figure out how to handle it when it comes up because it will and they need to be armed with the proper tools mm-hmm. but yeah that that's my stance yeah um, and, and like you said Mrs. Weasley is like Sirius says he's not a child Mrs. Weasley said but he's not an adult and he's not James I'm perfectly clear who he is, thanks, Molly. I'm not sure you are. Sometimes the way you talk about him, it's as though you think you've got your best friend back. And I love Harry. He's like, 
what's wrong with that? <laughs> He's like, I want to be his best friend. Yeah, I want him to take care of me. I don't want to live with the Dursleys anymore. Please let me stay here forever with Sirius. Thanks, Kay. And this is where I think Mrs. Weasley crosses the line in a second. Mm-hmm. What's wrong, Harry, is that you are not your father, however much you might look like him, said Mrs. Weasley, her eyes still boring into Sirius. You are still at school, and adults responsible for you should not forget it. Meaning I'm an irresponsible godfather, demanded Sirius, his voice rising. Meaning you've been known to act rashly, Sirius, which is why Dumbledore keeps reminding you to stay home, stay at home, and we'll leave my instructions from Dumbledore out of this, if you please. And th- again, she she basically hinted at him being irresponsible. Yeah, and M- Mrs. Weasley is like, Arthur, back me up. And Arthur, Mr. Weasley's like, how does he how does he make sure that his wife doesn't feel like Abandoned. no one has her yeah. back but also tell her you crossed a line and we need to reassess mm-hmm. so he basically says Dumbledore knows the position has changed Molly he accepts that Harry will have to be filled in to a certain extent now that he is staying at headquarters Yes, but there's a difference between that and inviting him to ask whatever he likes. And I love Lupin for this. He says, personally, I think it better that Harry get gets the facts. Not all the facts, Molly, but the general picture from us rather than a garbled version from others. Yeah, and Mrs. Weasley like knows that she's fighting a losing battle now. Yeah, because no one's backing her up at this point. And she says, well, I can, well, I can see I'm going to be overruled. I'll just say this. Dumbledore must have had his reasons for not wanting Harry yes. to know too much. And speaking as someone who has got Harry's best interests at heart. He's not your son. He's as good as. Who else has he got? He's got me. Yes. The thing is, it's been rather difficult for you to look after him while you've been locked up in Azkaban, hasn't it? Whoa. She went for the jugular there. Like, she was not playing around. She she woke up that morning and chose violence. (laughs) That's it. Um, you know what? She's not wrong. So here's the thing. I think she, um... She went too far. <laughs> However. <laughs> Her intentions are good. Yeah. But it's not like Sirius was the like. The delivery was crap. Yes. it was. It's not like Sirius was like, yes, day spa Azkaban. No, he's been in prison, dude. He's been having the happy sucked out of him but by she, evil flying demons. But she's been backed into a corner and she's lashing out the only way she knows how. Yes. That's what it is. And she's lashing out. In, in what she feels is a justified manner because nobody is sticking up for this kid. But he's not a kid. Mm. He's almost of age. Yes, he's really close. And he's competed on a level playing field with, with people of who age are wizards. of age. Exactly. Yeah. Last year, mm-hmm. which technically was a couple of months ago. Um, well, he started last, last year. Last school year, but yeah. I'm saying like... Yeah. The real competition was really like. So the thing is, first task is like strategy. Yeah. Second is like um, know how. Mm-hmm. And then third is where it's like 
you better know what the heck you're doing. The way that I saw the Triwizard Tournament mm-hmm. was, um, first one was more physical. Mm-hmm. Second one was more mental. What do you know? Mm-hmm. Third task was combination. Thing is, is that but you say physical for the first task, but like it's it's more physical than mental. So put it on a continuum. You still need to know what you need to know to complete the physical task, mm-hmm. but you need to. It it's it's one hundred percent more physical than than the other one. Well, for me, I think the first task is ingenuity because there's a lot of ways you can tackle that challenge, and it showed. Well, there's a lot of ways you can the tackle the other one. Yeah, conjunctivitis in the eyes. Transfigure yourself to try and get it, dart in and out to get the egg. Uh, try to put the, try to put it to sleep. Fly, you, fly. There's like multiple ways, and they all showed their ingenuity and how they would do it. So I feel like it's more of like creativity. Okay, so the first one is ingenuity. The second one is ingenuity and skill. I think the second one is more of knowledge, because Harry spent weeks trying to figure out how to breathe underwater. Months. Well, months trying to figure out the clue. The clue. Weeks on. Going through books to see if there's a spell, if there's this, if there's that, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's definitely knowledge because someone who's had more years and is more learned could potentially have you had said that learned could have had that information in there, taken like two seconds yeah. to be introspective and have. They the could answer. have been like, "Oh, bubblehead charm." Exactly. Oh, gillyweed. Oh. But Harry had to find that answer. Because Partial he's, transfiguration. Yeah, because he's less knowledgeable than yes. the other people because they're older. They have more. I wonder under their belt. if Victor Crumb's animagus animagus would be a shark. No, I don't think so. Because um, he transfigured himself into a shark. I think, but the thing is, is that that was like an active choice because he knows the gills and he can bring them to water. Yeah. So, he could have made himself a stingray. He could make himself any kind of aquatic life. A whale. But I think he picked a shark because, number one, it gives you weapons. Teeth. <laughs> yeah. And because it's menacing. True. Um, I, I could you imagine if his Atomagus was, or like his Patronus or whatever, mm-hmm. <clears throat> like a cute little fluffy bunny? Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Checks out. Yeah. Um, And the third task is... All of it. Is all of that and more. Yeah. It's... Ingenuity, know-how, and a strategy. Yeah. Okay. All right. But Molly goes mm-hmm. too far trying to keep him the little boy she met at the platform. Yeah, who didn't know how to get to the platform. Yeah. And now it's like... You, you haven't realized that he turned into somebody who faced well, Voldemort and lived. She hears multiple about times. it. She hears about it, but she has not faced something similar to that. Mm-hmm. Because in the first Wizarding War, war, war. War. Look at that word. Hard. Oh my goodness. We were watching um, mm-hmm. Movie Trivia Schmodown yesterday, yes. and there was a question about. Um, Dread, the the comic book turned into a movie. Yes, and he was trying to say the host was trying to read the question, mm-hmm. and it was like on on an irradiated Earth, and he kept saying the word irradiated 
completely wrong. Like, he just couldn't say it. And they have three repeats mm-hmm. that they can use throughout the, the competition. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chandru, the, the contestant, was like, can you repeat the question? He wrote the answer down already. Mm-hmm. Put put the thing, his little whiteboard down and was like, can you repeat the question? <laughs> All three times. Oh my god, that's rude. Just so that he could That's rude. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, in the first Wizarding War... Yes, good job. Yes, the Weasley couple was still very young. Yes. And so they weren't on the front lines. They were only a couple years older than James and, and Lily. Were they? Yeah. Okay. They're only like two or three years ahead of them. Damn. Um... <laughs> So the we thing forget is, because the movie has older characters yeah, cast as yeah, yeah. older actors. Cast well, they as they them. scaled them properly in terms of like keeping them uh, relatively same age because James yes. Potter is boy late late thirties. Yes, because they don't want to be like these these people were twenty. Yeah, uh, when we brought it up when in, in, the in, first in, Wizard of War happened, one. we brought it up in yeah. one. James Potter and and Lily Potter were twenty one years old when they were murdered. Yeah. So the I'm gonna Weasleys, fact check it, but I'm pretty sure that's that's legitimate. No, they were. The Weasleys were essentially twenty four and twenty five. The Weasleys were essentially twenty four, twenty five. Yes, died aged twenty one. Mm-hmm. People don't understand that these are. Look up. Look up Arthur Weasley. He was only twenty. He was only a couple years older. Here, yes. Well, let me hold. On. Let me grab nineteen sixty. Okay. Ten. He was born nineteen fifty. Oh, okay. That's still not a huge difference, though. No, it's, it's not. not. They're only ten years older. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because of Bill's age. Yeah. But I was like, damn, she had him right outside the gate. Like, Yeah, pretty much. She graduated no, she and was like, here's my child. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. But, like, they're not much older. Yeah. So, you have to remember, wh- what, they're in their 40s now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're in their mid-40s mm-hmm. when this is happening. That's crazy. Yeah. They're younger than our parents. Al, I'm almost their age. Yeah. That's crazy. Give me a few more years. Um, Man, I just made myself feel old. Oh, goodness. You date yourself. I don't date myself. I refuse. Um, So, that's the thing is, like, they didn't have to be on the front line. No. Uh, the, peop- the, the people who were most related to Molly who were in the order and on the front line were her brothers. Yes. Gideon and Fabian Pruitt. Yes. Um, who were, I think, weren't they personally murdered by Voldemort? I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, she hasn't had to duel Voldemort. No. She hasn't had to, like, actually duel as far as we know. Well, and we don't find out about her her brothers until later. Um, we find out this book that um, Gideon and Fabian Pruitt were how they died. Yes. But, but we don't make that connection between them and Molly. No. Until later. 
So I didn't think at all. No, I think we end up finding that out later just by researching. Yeah. But but here's the thing. Her brothers died in the first Wizarding War. Yeah. Her kids her oldest is about the age is only a little bit younger than she was or than her brothers would have been during the first war she wants to protect them a mom wants to a good mom wants to protect their kids yeah she says harry is as good as her son which he appreciates by the way yeah so it's like we have to understand that the reason she went a little below the belt or a, a lot, lot below, below the belt, belt yeah. is because she's lost people already mm-hmm. and she can't imagine losing her kids. Like that would be her worst her worst reality. Yes. So um is Lupin calm serious down because serious is genuinely upset. Well, I like how he he plays both sides. He's like, mm-hmm. "Molly, you're not the only person in the table who cares about Harry. Serious, sit down." Mhm. Like that's just how it goes. Mhm. I think Harry ought to be allowed to say in this. He's old enough to decide for himself. I want to know what's been going on. Can we just say that Mrs. Molly's Mrs. Mosley Molly really? <laughs> Mrs. Weasley Molly, her lower lip is trembling. She's literally about to burst mm-hmm. into tears. And Harry couldn't even look at her because again he is touched by her saying that he is as good as her son, but Or as a son to her. Yeah. yeah. Cause I was gonna say, which son is is he as good as? I place him above Percy. Uh, well, and remember, we found out that Percy disowned yeah. the family. Yeah, that, essentially, that's what folks say. Yeah, he's he's about he took Percy's spot. Yeah. <sighs> so the thing is that he's over the Molly coddling because Sirius is right; he's not a child. Yeah. So she tries to get everyone else. She's like, "Fine, I can't say anything. I, I can't. Con- I can't decide this for Harry. Ginny, Ron, everyone else, Hermione, out. Fred, George, leave. Yep." <laughs> and Fred and George are like, we're of age. Can't get rid of us. So this is the thing. The twins are like, we're of age. Sorry, try again. Ron is like, if Harry's staying, I'm staying. And then the thing is... is The only one who doesn't have Harry, a good excuse is Ginny. And she's like, Mom, I want to stay. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Well, the thing is, is that Ron's just like, he's going to tell us anyway. Yes, He's going to tell Hermione and I what you guys talk about anyway. The second he gets upstairs. Yeah. And Harry's like, yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. And so, fine, shut up, Mrs. Weasley, fine. Ginny, bed. (laughs) (laughs) And Ginny does not go quietly. This is why I say the movies did Ginny dirty. Because Ginny is such a a good character and such a a well-rounded character in the books that when you see her in the movies, you're like, who is this red-headed, annoying girl? Yeah, basically. So, they stay. Yes. And Harry is... They're like, okay, Harry, what do you want to know? <laughs> yeah. So, Harry just asks very simple questions like, where is Voldemort? What's he doing? And nothing seems weird. There are no funny deaths. 
And then Sirius is like, well, that's because there haven't been any as far as we know, and we know quite a lot. So basically it boils down to Harry being like, well, why isn't anything happening? And they're like, because you foiled Voldemort's plan. Well, he doesn't want any attention drawn to him, and you foiled his plan. Yeah. He wanted to come back with your murder. And be like, no one, That no one I'm would be aware of. People. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it's... No one would be aware that he that Harry was killed to bring him back. Yeah, Harry Potter just went missing at, mm-hmm. during the Triwizard Cup, which could happen because it, it happens exactly. And Voldemort's back, and no one knows. No one is the wiser. So now he can slowly but surely take over the Ministry, take over the the Wizarding world, like he did last general. time by yeah. by blackmailing, mm-hmm. by imperiousing people. Um, by by basically by force, but in a way that doesn't bring attention until it's too late. But he can't do that now mm. because Harry's still alive. And the first thing he did was alert Dumbledore, and Dumbledore's the only person mm-hmm. that Voldemort was ever afraid of. Yep. And then Dumbledore has a good idea of what Voldemort is up to, or what his first... Priority. Priority is, which is to build an army again. So he... Which is why, why he mentioned the giants in the first place. Mm-hmm. In, when they were in the yes. cemetery. He wants to have his faithful Death Eaters back, a great variety of dark creatures, and also witches and wizards that he can bully or bewitch to follow. Yeah. Which is what he did last time. Yep. Which is why he, like you said, him recruiting the giants... Well, there, there's just that's just one group that he's after. Um, he's certainly not going to try and take on the Ministry of Magic only a dozen Death Eaters, obviously. Yeah, the numbers alone wouldn't be advisable. Yeah, and so their their plan to stop him from recruiting people is to make people aware that he really is back. But it's hard because, because of ministry. Fudge's stance, yeah. and because Fudge, the Minister of Magic, doesn't want to admit that he's back. He's pressuring the Daily Prophet to suppress any information they might get that Voldemort's back. Um, and and although I think Cornelius Fudge is a piece of trash, mm-hmm. I understand a little bit why he would do that. You're going to disrupt people's lives. They've had peace for 14 years. And now you're going to say, oh yeah, you know that peace you've been used to for 14 years? Gone. Sorry, figure it out. Well, if you think about it stupidly as well, he uh, and which is brought up very shortly right now, actually, yeah, is that he thinks that Dumbledore is trying to also use this as a rallying cry. But to, Dumbledore to never usur- wanted to be... Exactly, to usurp him yeah. and take his position, which Dumbledore was offered the position multiple times Without even trying to go for it. Exactly. So why would he try and take your position? Because it would have been Fudge his from the word go. Yeah. Exactly. So he's frightened that Dumbledore is trying to overthrow him and recruit people for an army. And this is where I need to give everybody a quick um, TED talk. Mm-hmm. Don't make... Don't base your decisions in fear. Because the thing that makes you afraid is a temporary situation more often than not. But when you make a decision based in fear, the decision has long-reaching repercussions. Take the time 
to calm down, to think about it clearly, if you're able to, and then go from there. If you make decisions based in fear, it, they're never good decisions. It will come back to bite you in the butt. Yeah. This has been my TED Talk. <laughs> or this has been my Harry Potter Talk. I like it. So that's basically where we're at is that the general public is... Unaware. Not, is unaware of the danger they're really in. Yeah. Which, again, is going to make it easier for Voldemort to reach, mm-hmm. um, I guess, vulnerable populations and imperious them and make them do what he wants. Mm-hmm. Or blackmail them into doing what he wants. And so the issue arises that they can't get people in the ministry... Because if you're suspected of being a Dumbledore supporter while working for the Ministry of Magic, you no longer work for the Ministry of Magic. Which is why it has to be really quiet that Tonks, Mm -hmm. who they were able to convince, is is part of the Order of the Phoenix and involved in Dumbledore's actions. Mm -hmm. That Mr. Weasley, Arthur, is part of it. Um, Obviously, Moody is part of it. And Kingsley Shacklebolt is also part of it. Mm -hmm. And Kingsley is the one who's helping in in the ministry to search for escaped convict Sirius Black. Mm -hmm. And where is he telling them that he is right now? He's feeding information that... um, That's in a a couple of chapters. No, it's in this one. Is it? In Tibet. He's feeding the ministry information that Sirius is in Tibet. Okay, nice. Like it's it. on page 80. Alright. Oh, I was a page off. Nice. Um, so of yeah. the, it's on page 80 of the the PDF version that we have. Yeah. If you're looking at the now, scholastic one... They can find it themselves. Is I'm it? just going to let them know. It's an adventure. Heck? It's an adventure. No, it's not. <laughs> so, another issue that they have is that no one will believe... Uh, quite a few of the current order members anyway because page 95 Sirius Black is a convicted murderer yeah. Lupin is a werewolf and as we know werewolves are not like you they're know, seen as less than yeah they're not the, the kind of company you want over for dinner because you might be dinner <laughs> um Dun-sh. ha 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 um who else there's like a list of like yeah no no one likes us oh <laughs> Yeah. It's kind of sad. But anyway, yeah, so it, it's hard to convince people. Yeah, and the the Daily Prophet is trying to discredit Dumbledore. By Yeah, he loses his position. He had been voted he was out voted, of, the, yes. uh, of the chairmanship Chairmanship of the International Confederation of Wizards because he's getting old and losing his grip. Come on, that's not Dumbledore. Ridiculous. And they're... Um, they're, they demoted him from Chief Warlock of the Wizengamot, mm-hmm. and they're talking about taking away his Order of Merlin first class. Which like, what the actual which, heck is happening? Which apparently he doesn't care about because the only thing he cares about is still being on chocolate frog cards, which, <laughs> fair enough. I would want to be on a chocolate frog Listen, card. Listen, politicians come, come to power and fall out of power. You know what remains? Chocolate frog cards. Precisely. Anyway, um, 
So yeah, Voldemort doesn't uh, march up to people's houses and bang on their front doors. He tricks like, James. Have you heard the word of Voldemort? Right. <laughs> uh, he's well practiced at operating in, in secrecy. In any case, gathering followers only one thing he's interested in. Um, but now there's something else that he's after. Something he wasn't after the first time, which is a weapon. Yes. And I'm going to read it a little bit. What's he after apart from followers? Harry asked swiftly. He thought he saw Sirius and Lupin exchange the most fleeting of looks before Sirius said, Stuff he can only get by stealth. When Harry continued to look puzzled, Sirius said, Like a weapon, something he didn't have last time. When he, uh, when he was powerful before? Yes. Like what kind of weapon? Said Harry. Something worse than Avada Kedavra? That's enough. And that is literally when Mrs. Weasley's like, this is over. You need to stop. Because if you tell them any more, you might as well have them in the order. Done. Why not? Uh, said Harry quickly. I'll join. I want to join. I want to fight. No. It was not Mrs. Weasley who spoke this time, but Lupin. The order is comprised only of overage wizards. Wizards who have left school. He added that because he saw Fred and George about to say something. Yes. There are dangers involved of which you can have no idea, any of you. I think Molly's right, Sirius. We've said enough. Sirius half shrugged but did not argue. Mrs. Weasley became imperious. Beckoned. Beckoned. I can't. Words are hard. Imperiously, (laughs) irradiated, imperiously (laughs) to her sons and Hermione. One by one, they stood up, and Harry, recognizing defeat, followed suit. Yeah. So, this is sort of the situation that we knew was going to happen. Even when I first read book four, Mm -hmm. I knew this was going to be what happened at the beginning of book five, where the ministry... not uh, not the ministry, the Daily Prophet, the news, basically, pressured by the government will discredit dissenting opinions and try and pretend like everything is status quo. Well, and and that is... As a child, I recognize that. That is the history of humanity. Yeah. Whenever, whenever there is a problem, the first thing you do is try to decredit or demonize your opponents, your dissenters. What do you do? Um, we see it now in the world in more authoritarian places. They lock up the people who are trying to say anything. People mysteriously disappear. Well, in the books I read, there's a very common saying. It's that the winner is king and the loser is abandoned. And we have to remember... The history books are written by winners. Yeah. That is something that was in Call of Duty, actually. I learned as, as a very young man. Uh, I learned that reading books, essentially, as, as, as a see, kid. video games yeah. teach you quite a bit. Well, anything. If you really pay attention, everything is inspired by real-life events. Yeah. If you have an uprising mm-hmm. or or dissent in the general population of a community, the people who are dissident, the people who are trying to affect change, they're demonized. Yeah, the winner is right, the loser is wrong. Period. Yeah. Sad. And this is this is what we're seeing. Fudge didn't want to face what was happening. 
So since he's the minister of magic for the UK, he's like, guess what? We're not going to talk about it. It doesn't exist. And you, the newspaper that everybody reads, are going to make it look like it doesn't exist. Or you or you don't exist. Yeah, we can replace editor-in-chief. We can... We can replace reporters. Yeah. Arrest them and that's it. Yeah. So... I don't know. Um, we're, we're... That's the end of this chapter. We're getting, we're getting way more political than we were before. Yes. We, we have political stands in terms of, like, pure blood versus, like... Yes. Half-blood versus Mongolborn. Yes. But, but that was but, more... That was more on a on a community basis. Yeah. This instead is like of governmental yeah. basis. Yeah. Now we have the government literally interfering in the common person's life by not providing them the information they need to know yep. because the government doesn't want to acknowledge that things have changed and is out of their control yes so that's that again like I said I understand trying to avoid panic but when things are starting to change to the same extent that they did last time and people started disappearing and dying, mm-hmm. it might be a good idea to say, hey, so, watch out. Yeah. So, very cool episode. We talked about stuff. Yes. Like, non-Harry Potter stuff. We did the yes. reaction to the Spider-Man trailer. And we did our stuff. We talked about prejudice and racism. And corrupt government officials. And the big bad boogeyman who isn't always just make-believe. Yeah. So that's productive. We were super productive. And we said hi to Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Bye, Rachel. (laughs) Bye, Rachel. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye. I told Marianne that we were going to give her a shout-out, maybe. So now she's got two shout outs. <laughs>